and a few other places. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who are on the podcast on Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, etc., etc. I want to say thank you for joining us today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is going to be on air rights. Do you know what an air right is? Do you know what an air right is? I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know. Do you really know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we uh, so basically air rights uh, are basically is the right to the air that the building that is above the building that is above you that is uh you know above the property that you own etc etc all right now there's certain certain rules and regulations in terms of air rights and requirements uh depending on the lot and block that you live on and the uh how high the uh the building or property is already so uh this is why i wanted to kind of go into the air right situation i don't um I don't hear too many people discuss air rights, and I think now's the time to do so. All right. All right. So first, I want to say, if you want to reach out to us, reach out to us at info at the real estate confidant school dot com. Um, and obviously the website is the real estate confidant school.com. Um, just typing this in real quick. Right. And I think it's too tight. Maybe loosen up a little bit. Nah, I like it like this. Um, okay. So. RealEstateConfidantSchool.com, info at the Real Estate Confidant School. You could also uh, sign up for the membership right now with $7.99 a month. You'll get exclusive private uh, chats, videos, one-on-ones, consultations, discounts for the apparel, discounts for the consultations, discount for the speaking engagements, etc., etc., um, uh, as well as the 22 and a half hour uh, class that we're working on right now, the flashcards and everything else that we have going on. Okay, we currently have videos up, free videos and um, podcasts that you all can listen to right on the website. Um, so feel free to go ahead and do that. Uh, what else? Man, it's a lot. Like I said before, if you're working on your credit, ladies and gentlemen, reach out to Ox Publishing, reach out to uh, DSX Design, reach out to um, ZBlackCard.com forward slash PTCE under Z700 program. Uh, what else? Uh, you reach out to We Management Services uh, uh, at WeManagementInc.com. Okay. At WeManagementInc.com Reach out to um, Who else does it? 609CreditRepair.com If you guys need help with your credit Building your credit, rebuilding your credit WeManagementInc also deals with Rebuilding your credit as well uh, So um, You could go to those those companies They'll help you out with that Okay uh, Let's see What else? 
What else? Uh, it's a lot. So much information I always want to bring to you guys on every episode and just kind of throw everything out there, man. You know, it's not even funny. It's, you know, last podcast I wanted to keep going. Last video I wanted to keep going with child credit. And I really wanted to go into depth with regard to uh, developing that plan of action for your family. Um, but it wasn't enough time. So I just, you got to keep on grooving. You know what I mean? Um, so let's get into this. What I'm going to do is for the New York Air Rights, I'm going to read an article from StreetEasy.com um, called The One Block Over. And the article's title is, What Are New York City Air Rights All About? So it's, What Are NYC Air Rights All About? Those of you who don't live in New York City, live in Jersey, live in Philly, you guys, uh, or London, or Paris, um, you guys have tall buildings as well. So this definitely will work for you. It also works for those individuals with small towns, small cities as well, because there are rules and regulations regarding air rights there uh, for you as well. Uh, okay, this article is written by um, Mariella Quintana, um, and so she kind of goes into detail in terms of the New York City, New York City skyline, and so on and so forth, and um, you know, and the congestion and everything like that. So, uh, basically, in the article, she goes into how. The air rights were uh, regulated in 1961 and and they placed some restrictions on developers um, at that time because they didn't want New York City to be polluted, congested uh, and a dark city. Like how if you ever go on to Wall Street, Wall Street uh, is real narrow streets with huge buildings that are you know back in the 80s it was really really a really dark area because there weren't newer open uh spaces like the parks and you know and and other new construction that they have okay uh so we're gonna get into this really quickly uh i'm gonna read a little bit but i'm not going to like read the whole entire article but what exactly are air rights? This is the question. Air rights generally refer to the empty space above a property. But what happens when a building is only six stories high when it could potentially be 32? This is referred to as a building's unused potential and a nearby building or development could tap into that potential. Now, what she's referring to is this. You have two buildings right next to one another. One property owner decides that he doesn't want to build above his building. The other property owner does. So what happens? So the property owner that decides that they want to do it asks permission to buy out his or her um, unused air rights. Yes, you could do that. Pay for the rights of the air that someone else owns or add them into the income for the property above the air. So now you are in partnership with the property owner who is who has a 52 story building um, or has a 32 story building and builds up to 52. And you have a 32 story building that will not build up to 52. Now you have partial ownership of the floors above 32 from 32 to 52. 
and or you could just sell your air rights outright and let that property owner keep it okay so let me move on uh for example if building a is underbuilt according to the neighborhood's zoning code the developer of nearby building b can acquire building a building a's unused airspace and add it to his own site's allotment excuse me to ultimately construct a taller building the builder of building b is acquiring and transferring the airspace of building a's unused potential uh this transfer of air rights process ensures that the neighborhoods that are the sites of new development are also the neighborhoods that currently have underbuilt lots that can pass on their unused air rights to a new development in the grand scheme of things this helps ensure that the whole neighborhood doesn't get overdeveloped to become uh, and becomes too dense okay um basically they don't want this thing to be polluted they don't want it to be overcrowded even though new york city is becoming uh insanely overcrowded um you know it's actually there's there's a building there's a couple buildings that they uh actually tore down to rebuild this is the crazy thing it was it's near grand central cross street from grand central they're doing redevelopments now and they're building the buildings higher than they than they originally were so they ended up buying out someone's air rights or they they ended up getting permission to just build above one of the most critical factors regulating the heights of the new development buildings uh is the floor to area ratio far far is the maximum number of square feet that could be built on a site relative to the square footage of the lot a building's far, however, can vary depending on the location of a lot, i.e. its zoning district or whether it faces a wide street or narrow street. The use of the building, commercial, residential, community, or manufacturing, and whether the building offers a benefit uh, to the public, public outdoor space, affordable housing units, etc., etc. So just for clarification, depending on the zone that you live in, the lot and block that you live on, uh, will depend on the zoning requirements and the laws. Um, just like if you live in one neighborhood, you your student, your your kids are um, eligible to attend the school that's within that zone. Uh, but if you live a block away, that may be a totally different zone with totally different rules, et cetera, et cetera, with totally different schools. All right. Uh, so that's what they're referring to. Uh, also, too, you want to factor in uh, whether the space is eligible for commercial property, for residential property, uh, outdoor space, et cetera, et cetera. So it all depends. There, there are all rules in regard to zoning. So you want to know that, especially those who are taking business uh, execs out, who are taking investors out, real estate agents who are working with the big dogs. All right. Uh, let's move on. How are air rights transferred? Um, as anyone who's ever walked uh, through Soho on a Saturday knows, New York City is one of the densest and most expensive cities in the world. It should come as no surprise then that the air can be just as coveted and closely as uh, and, and costly as land. 
As a result, owning and selling air rights can be a hugely lucrative process. There are three primary ways the transfer process the transfer process occurs. You have zoning lot mergers, special purpose district transfers, and landmark transfers, ladies and gentlemen. So zoning lot mergers are the most common form of air rights transfer and primarily transpire in Manhattan, south of Central Park. Um, Okay, so... So, okay, so she says primarily transfers. So... That doesn't mean that it doesn't it doesn't happen in northern uh, north of Central Park. So let's let's get that clear. Number one, okay, we we let's not separate uh, the southern tip of Central Park with the northern tip of Central Park. Okay, I'm tired of this. Uh, tired of people doing that. I'm tired of people trying to uh, deline- uh, delineate the differences between. Uh, you know the southern part of central park and the northern part of central park um you know like this is this is ridiculous all right let's let's be clear let's be serious about this okay there's money everywhere um all right in a typical zoning lot merger the owner of underbuilt property with unused development rights decides to link his property uh, with the developer of an adjacent property or lots uh, so that the developer can build a taller building than what would be otherwise allowed by his properties uh, far. Uh, the city does not have to approve this kind of transfer and the owner of the unused development rights stands a chance uh, to get a huge profit from the sale of the rights. In terms of urban planning goals, zoning lot mergers help ensure that the neighborhoods receiving the most um, new development are also the neighborhoods that have historically been the most underbuilt. All right. Thus, the zoning lot merger. Special purpose district transfers uh, are another form of air rights transfer. These types of transfers occur in areas deemed by the city to be special purpose districts. And allow air rights uh, to be exchanged between uh, granting and receiving sites that are not contingent. Um, the city allows for these sorts of transfers in special cases when there is a particular zoning goal targeting the area. Example of this special purpose district includes a special West Chelsea district near the High Line and special Hudson Yards district among us. So... Um, if you guys, uh, have been following the Hudson Yards district, you'll know that they have developed over the train, um, the Hudson Yards train system, a mall, um, a theater, a, uh, um, what's it called? Small banking space. And then this huge, uh, landmark as well. Okay, landmark transfers are another form of exchanging air rights and involve properties and sites that have been deemed historically or culturally significant by the Landmarks Preservation Commission. In these types of transfers, New York City Zoning Code allows the exchange of air rights between an LPC designated landmark and other properties wishing to develop land. The two properties do not necessarily have to be contingent. Uh, um, and in many cases are across the street 
from each other or even down the block from one another. The underlying principle behind landmark transfers is that new construction occurs in neighborhoods that are less dense due to the unused air rights of underbuilt landmarks. An additional advantage to these types of transfers is that uh, destitute landmarks do not have to sell off property to generate revenue, but rather can sell off unused air rights. Look at that. Look at that. So basically what that says is if they wanted to sell the air rights to someone else, they could sell it if it's if it's unused. The other thing you have to be uh, have to remember whenever any construction is getting done um, in any aspect, you have to get the the approval um, and you have to get the um, you have to pay for uh, the ability to do that. You know, uh, the and you have to get um, uh, I got a what's the name of it? What's the name of it? Uh, you guys know what it is. You guys know what it is. It's the basically it'll come to me later on. But it's uh, basically you have to get the approval of that county to do the renovations. Like, for example, historic properties don't um. Uh, counties um historic properties uh usually you're not you're i'm like speaking in tongues right now i'm sorry but basically what it is is the state that you live in the county that you live in have restrictions on how you can redevelop the property that you live in right so if you're in a historic district uh nine times out of ten you own or live in a property that's a historic property uh which means that there are rules that regulate whether or not you could renovate the property a specific way whether it is above the air or whether it is below the air or whether it is around the lot and block that the property is on usually from my understanding the um the actual exterior of the property uh cannot be redeveloped uh, or reform you could clean it you could clean a brick you can make it make sure you, you could restore it make sure it looks newer uh, that kind of thing but you cannot actually remodel the exterior part of that of those uh, of that property okay um so and then the, what i was going to say is the permits you have to get permits in order to do a lot of the construction and, and what have you. So they're going to look into the laws anyway. They're going to look into whatever the laws and the zoning code is for that area that, you, that you're working in. OK, look, this is important information for individuals who are real estate agents showing clientele. And this is important information for investors, newbie investors, people who are purchasing their first investment property. One, because if you're a newbie investor, you may not know that the property that you're purchasing is a historic property. Okay, that's number one. You may not know that. And if you don't know that and you purchase it thinking that you could renovate the exterior, you, you know, you're going to be sadly mistaken. Okay, so these are very important laws that you need to know. Also, too. The area that you live in, does it allow you to have a commercial space? Does it allow you to open up a storefront, a store, et cetera, et cetera? You need to find that information out as well. Um, you know, some places, does they don't allow commercial zoning. They don't allow it. Uh, and some do. It just all depends, ladies and gentlemen. It all depends. Um, and then you have neighborhood communities 
that um, you have to go up and ask for permission to do specific renovations and so on and so forth. Okay, I have an uncle that is on the board of his neighborhood's committee and a whole bunch of things go through that through that space that they approve or disapprove of and so on and so forth. Like, for example, he was telling me about a building project that they were developing in the area that he lives and how the property they were uh, turning the property into um, a homeless shelter, you know, homeless shelter for individuals. Right. And drug rehab center. And they disapproved of it. And they they said, well, why can't you just make it into a low income housing then? If that's what what the case is, make it into a low income housing. Right. Section eight housing, affordable housing program or um turn it into an assisted living facility listen these are opportunities for you guys to use for your real estate investments ladies and gentlemen so assisted living facility you could utilize instead of using section 8 or affordable housing or just generally just going to get a general renter it's up to you okay a assisted living facility uh will be paid by uh you know either the insurance or the government or something like that and then you have the uh, Section 8, where the government will pay for part of the rent. I know some of you are like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to deal with, you know, Section 8. But trust me and believe me, you all you have to do is vet, do a vetting process. All right. Interview the people. Don't be quick to just bring somebody in. Look at this. Their tax, um, their uh, W-2s. Look at the length of time that they've worked at their job. Look at look at their credit report. All right. Uh, if you need be, get a letter from their job saying that they've been there for that long. So and so see if they have utility issues. See if they have um, what's it called? Eviction issues, that kind of thing. And this will help you out with that process, ladies and gentlemen. So you have various options. I always talk about exit strategies. What are your exit strategies? These air rights are a possible uh, uh, exit strategy to increase the income of the property that you're purchasing and then go ahead and reselling that property for a higher rate of pay. For example, there was a three unit property in in um, Harlem that a business partner of mine uh, sold, right? The property owner sold it for $2.3 million. They bought it, bought it for $345,000, right? Originally, right? If they would have added an extra level of to the air, um, to the, to the roof of the property, which is the air rights, if they would have added an extra floor, the property sales price would have doubled. And they would have been able to sell the property for five, uh, three to five million dollars, close to five million dollars. All right. So this is, you know, this is definitely an offset. This is an opportunity to build um, extra equity in the property and so on and so forth. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So you have people out there that are interested in selling and buying your property um, and your property's air rights. You just got to look. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, do some research, you know, and let's figure this thing out. I know contractors who live for finding properties that could be used, that their air rights could be used, or it may be an abandoned property or property that's run down that, you know, people 
may have inherited and didn't and don't know what to do with there's so many people that i've met who have properties that um that are just sitting there you know like I, i met this girl who this older lady who um inherited a building right but the building was run down and she didn't know how to manage it and it had all these fines all these liens because a family didn't take care of the property but people still lived in the property so she didn't want to sell the property but she wanted to figure out what it was that she could do to uh get renovated she didn't have money etc etc and um you know, I kind of talked to her a little bit about what she could do, uh, speak to a real estate attorney about it. Um, maybe she could be forgiven for some of the liens and so on and so forth on the property since she was it was inherited to her. Um, there may be there may have also been um, was it called capital gains taxes on it. So she could have gotten those forgiven. Uh, maybe she could speak to a private bank or underwriter or a private investor that would be willing to take care of those liens for her in exchange for um, partnership in the property. Um, obviously, the property, the, the uh, uh, investor would probably want majority shares of the property, uh, majority ownership of the property because they're shelling out the money. For whatever liens there are and nine times out of ten they're going to be putting in the money to redevelop the property all right so there's various options for you all to choose from all right ladies and gentlemen anyway this is going to be it for the day ladies and gentlemen we are 25 26 minutes and it is a wednesday hopefully you guys have a wonderful day and i'll be talking to you all soon uh remember make sure you sign up for that um for that gift card the monthly gift card a hundred dollar raffle ladies and gentlemen uh miss active won the last raffle uh on instagram go to instagram at the real estate confidant uh go ahead and send me a message and say you know i want in on a raffle i want in on a raffle that kind of thing and we'll go ahead and put you in on the raffle remember the raffle you can use it for whatever you want to use it for but it's specifically for individuals who uh, newbie real estate professionals, existing professionals who uh, or businesses who need the money for, uh, you know, business purposes, for clothing. Some people don't have jobs, so they might, you know, this could be helpful and useful for them. That kind of thing. OK. Um, and then also check out the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. The podcast is on uh, anchor.fm. It is also on iTunes under the Real Estate Confidant School. Um, and you, you know, there are various others. You have Google Play Music, um, Spotify, um, Podbean, Comcast, or Camcast or something like that. We have, it's like 11 different, different, uh, different options. All right. Uh, and that's about it, ladies and gentlemen. So this is going to be the show for the day. Hopefully you all have a wonderful day. Go to the website, therealestateconfidantschool.com. Sign up for the membership. All right. And, um, I'll be talking to you all soon. Have a wonderful day. Peace.